Welcome to the Naturopathic Life and Living Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Francis, where I'm going to be talking about all kinds of things underneath the sun, everything that has to do with life, living, and your healthcare. So today I want to talk about commitment. Yep, that's right. I want to talk about commitment. And what in the heck in the world is it that I'm referring to when I talk about commitment? Essentially, keeping your word. There are different people that we make promises to, right? The whole entire point and purpose of making a promise, making a commitment, so that way somebody knows that they are able to depend on us because there's some kind of a need that is going to be met by our contribution. So by us committing to somebody about something, that means that we are assuring them, we are in alignment with, we are guaranteeing to them that we will handle the situation, that we will be there, that we will step up to the plate, that we will take care of it. We are honoring our responsibility and compassion for something by committing ourselves to someone in order for something to get taken care of, to get resolved, to be done, to be provided for, whatever. Now, maybe people are going to argue with me about this point, but to me, the most important person that we make a commitment to is ourself. And also every single time we make a commitment to somebody else, we're also committing that to ourselves. So if I tell somebody that I'm going to provide something for them, then I'm committing to them, but I'm also committing to myself that this is something that I'm going to follow through on that I'm going to take care of. And the reason why this matters is because of reliability and dependability. It affects our integrity. It shows people if we're trustable, right? If we're worthy of being able to fill in the blank, right? Because we commit to something that means that we're telling somebody, we're putting it out there to the universe. I am going to do this I am going to handle this. I'm going to take care of this. Like whatever it is, we're making a promise, right? A commitment. We're making a promise that something will have action done on it, for it, because of it. And we're going to be the ones taking that action. It can be detrimental when we create commitments that we don't follow through on. Now, depending on the intensity of that need that we decided that we were going to provide for, if we choose not to actually follow through and provide for it, then we're putting a lot at risk depending on the dynamic, the situation, the person or people involved, you know, who who the commitment was for, what was going on with them that they needed or wanted or accepted us being able to provide for them, you know, all those kinds of things. And so when we acknowledge to somebody else that we're going to take care of something, we're going to do it, then that gives them a sense of safety that something will be resolved and that they no longer have to be concerned about that thing getting resolved because we've assured them that they can trust us because we have said we will take care of it. And that's the risk that everybody takes in believing somebody, right? The problem that I have, because right, I'm not going to be talking about something on my podcast that doesn't involve some kind of a problem, right? Because if there was no problem in something, then there would be no necessary solution. So there'd be no reason for me to want to bring it up in the first place, right? Because if everything was just totally blissful, then there's no reason to talk about making commitment to something if it's already wonderfully amazing amazing and perfect already, right? There would be no reason to commit to doing something in that dynamic because the dynamic is already present and it already exists and it's already complete. But if somebody has a need, or I should say when somebody has a need, that they no longer 
work towards taken care of because somebody else committed to them that they would make sure it gets taken care of. And then that person doesn't take care of it, then that's a huge problem. And I hope everybody can see that because let's say that I had a need and I went to person W and person W says, oh yeah, I totally can take care of that. No problem. I've got you. You don't have to worry. I've got this. I've got this. And let's say it was something that was supposed to be done by Friday. Well, depending on what it is, depending on how far away Friday is, depending on how involved the tasks are that need to be addressed in order for that thing to actually be taken care of, all of those different factors are going to affect the way that we, the original person with a need, are going to view that situation. So for example, if I had a high set of need because there was some kind of a skill that I didn't have to be able to complete something, or I didn't have the time to be able to commit to completing something or, you know, whatever, for whatever reason, I have a need because I can't fulfill it myself for whatever reason. Something needs to get taken care of and I'm not able to take care of it. But this is something that I need to make sure it gets taken care of. So if I can't get it done myself and I rely on somebody else who's committed to me that they're going to take care of it, then I'm going to believe them when they say that they're going to take care of it. Like that's the whole point of them making commitment is so that way I can hear what they say. I can accept what they say. I can believe them. And then I could go about my way taking care of the things that I need to take care of that don't involve that certain thing that person W assured me that they would take care of. In theory, right? In theory. So this isn't actually what happens, but you know, it makes a good story and it sounds logical. In theory, when somebody tells me that they're going to take care of a need, then in theory, I can relax I can ease my tensions on myself. I can trust that it's going to get taken care of. I can have relief that I no longer have to be stressed out by getting something taken care of that I don't have the means to be able to get taken care of myself, meaning I don't know how to do it. I don't have the time, you know, whatever the things were that I just said a little while ago, right? Now, what happens if this thing needs to get done takes 30 hours possibly to do it and somebody else told me that they were going to do it and that was two weeks ago and I still don't have any results and I don't really know what's happening and then I start to get worried. I start to freak out. I start to stress out because I relied on that person and now I'm having an internal struggle about resolving the issue myself because maybe in a time of necessity then whatever that was interfering with me initially being able to take care of that problem, maybe I no longer would have that problem. Maybe if it was something that was triggering me from my childhood, I had some kind of wounding about it. So I just felt in the moment two weeks ago that I couldn't take care of it. But now because I don't have the luxury of time to debate on whether or not it's something I can take care of. And I made a commitment for this thing to get taken care of and all of these different factors, then my my adrenaline might pump in, my creativity might pump in, my determination might be part of the recipe to fuel me to actually move forward and be able to take care of this thing. But and that, that would be like, say, for example, if I just put it off, if I didn't take care of it and I put it off and then I waited and I waited and I waited and then all of a sudden, like, oh my gosh, this thing is going to take 30 hours to do it. And I only have 37 hours left in order for this thing to get done, which means that everything else that I was supposed to do before now is no longer a priority as much as it was before because this other thing that takes a huge amount of time that only has this much time until it's supposed to be finalized. You know, get what I'm saying? So why would somebody make a commitment that they would handle something 
need for us, take care of a need for us, if they're not actually going to complete it, and if they're going to create the dynamic and situation that's going to stress us out because we stopped paying attention to the need for something to get done because somebody gave us the ability to rely on them to take care of that need. Meaning, it's much better if you don't want to complete something that you don't make a commitment to somebody that you will because they will rely on you. And then if you don't want to follow through on it, then you're putting your entire relationship with that person at risk. Because if you don't complete something that they were relying on you for, that you assured them that you would take care of because you committed to them that you would do it, then they're not going to be able to trust you anymore. They're going to get hurt. They're going to have some kind of backlash because the thing that they stopped paying attention to when they gave the responsibility to you to complete it. See where I'm going with all of this? It can be a downward spiral of not being able to trust you. And it can take a very long time and possibly it never will happen to be able to bring that relationship back to the state that it was when the original person trusted you when you committed to them that you would complete that task for them. Does that make sense? So it's like, it's better to not commit to something that you're not going to do than it is to commit to something and then not do it, right? Because again, if somebody commits to something and then they don't do it, I mean, if it was me that needed something done, somebody committed to me that they were going to do it, then I'm relieved, right? I'm relieved because it's one less thing that I have to worry about taking care of. I know it's going to be taken care of. I don't have to worry about it so that I'm just going to trust that that person is going to follow through like they said they would. But if that person doesn't, well, then I basically screwed myself and I'm causing myself more stress because now I'm going to be in a heightened state of stress because time just went by. Plus I trusted you and I'm in a second guess anytime I ever need any kind of interaction with you about whether or not you're going to be honorable and committing to something. I'm not going to accept it when you tell me that you will help me because I'm not going to believe you because when I believed you before, I got screwed. You see how all of this stuff is fitting together now? And the reason why I ask, like, why would I even be bringing up something like this? Well, why not? Right? Why not? Because we're moving into a large portion of the world into winter that is going to have dark nights, dark days, cold environments. We're going to be locked in our houses even more because as the weather gets colder, usually people kind of go into hibernation mode in their houses. However, we've pretty much been in hibernation mode for the majority of the year. So that just adds to the tension and stressful relationships dynamics. Many people have had challenges this year that they did not physically overcome. Many people have died this year. Not that many people don't die every year. They do, but the world hasn't been shut down for it before. And there are many things going on that I think should be shut down, like the amount of processed foods and sugar that is routinely established and contained inside foods that people are expected to eat on a regular basis that contributes to the decline in their health, which leads to failed organs, lack of functionality, maladjusted systems, and ultimately people die from too. So how unfair is it that we believe the commitments, whether they're implied or specifically stated, from different organizations that we rely on for our well-being, that we have granted authority for them to take care of us because we believed the commitment that they made to us that they were going to provide for us and then come to find out that our needs weren't actually being met the way we thought they were. Again, I'm going to go with food because 
like I've discussed in other episodes, food is a business. Selling food in the world is a business. Businesses have goals of making money. So how do you make money by selling food? Well, some places, a lot of places, alter or choose, I'll say it this way, they choose what they put in their products to be able to make it more profitable. So for example, when somebody doesn't get proper nutrition out of eating, their bodies are starving for that nutrition still. And so the person just wants to eat more. Well, from a marketing standpoint, that's kind of genius, right? And I'm just saying kind of there to, you know, whatever. That's really genius to be able to be like, oh, this item is something that everybody's body needs in order to survive. So in a plant, this is what that item is. And it's not exactly the same, but, you know, close enough. And then it can also be created in a lab, kind of, to somewhat match it. So if you combine the need that a body has, as well as offer them something that's comparable to it, but does not have nutrition in it. So essentially, people want sugar, they crave sugar, it makes them have a larger appetite, it makes them want to keep eating it. And also by not having nutrition in the stuff that we eat, again, our bodies are starving. So then we're still getting a signal to our brain that we need to eat. And so then people end up overeating. But for a food company, that's awesome, because that means people keep buying your products. So normally, if you provide for something that is, it's got a top off in it, right? When somebody eats, they're full, they're not hungry anymore, they're not going to eat anymore. Well, that kind of puts a cap on your profitability, right? But if you can trick people, and you can use that word, or you can use a different word, that's the word I'm going to use, you can trick people into believing that they're still hungry, therefore they'll want to keep buying it. And not only that, but if you tell them how amazing this food is, when they're hungry, then that's what they're going to hear because they've been taught to trust what they hear and what they've been told because they're going to get taken care of, right? Commitment was made to all these people that, mm, has it really been followed through on? Is there really integrity there? Is it really something that we can rely on, that we can believe in, that we can feel that there's integrity with? And then how does that affect our ability to have that relationship dynamic with them? Because moving forward, that's going to cause some anxiety. Look at how many people in the world are dealing with anxiety today. Because why? I mean, well, one of the things, of course, everything has been about the pandemic. Unless, of course, you're talking about the elections. So there's all kinds of anxiety going on. So then if people have more anxiety and then that freaks them out and then their bodies need to calm down, well, then what will help your body calm down? Well, if you eat, then your nervous system is going to be redirected to focus on digesting that food, right? So then it's like you can alter the pathways in your body by eating when you're stressed out. So that way it's like you're not stressed out anymore, right? Are things making sense here? Trust is necessary in order to feel safe as we navigate our way through life. If we're not able to trust the commitments of those that we depend on in order to get through life, then that causes us stress and anxiety, which then interferes with us being able to feel safe. And it also, when we accept the commitment from somebody else and we trust them to follow through on this need for us, in the short term, that provides us relief. But if we don't get that need taken care of by that person, that we believed their commitment was of integrity, then that makes things worse for us. But our society has also been taught to trust that other people are going to take care of you. And that's backwards. And the reason why I say it's backwards is because it's unfair to expect somebody else to always know what your needs are to be able to provide for them. And you're the only one who truly is capable of ensuring that your needs get addressed. 
That's why they're your needs. And so when we rely on other people to take care of our needs that then don't take care of them, it interferes with our ability to be sovereign. It interferes with our ability to trust and feel safe in making choices for taking care of ourselves. And when we're not getting our needs met, we have a lack. We have parts of us that need to get filled, that we've given that power to somebody else to be able to fill. And then what are we going to do about that? So my final thought on this one today is that when you have needs, because we all do, we're all human, see how you can take care of your needs best yourself. And if you really truly can't, don't know how, and you've already tried, and you've already sought things out, and you've already scoured the internet and YouTube videos and everything else trying to figure out how to take care of something, and you still can't do it, then evaluate how much value that thing actually has for you. And then ask yourself, why? Why is it that you have a need that you can't fulfill for yourself? And that the only way you believe that it can get fulfilled is if somebody else fills it for you. And then evaluate all of those other factors in there and decide if that's something that you can then let go of having a need for, let go of having so much expectation for somebody else to do it, let go of the possible losses that could come from that commitment not being honored. And then I'm going to bring it right back to, so then how much do you actually need that thing to get done by somebody else. Empowerment to everybody. It's very degrading to yourself when we rely on other people to take care of things that we can take care of when quite honestly, they have stuff they need to take care of too. So by us expecting them to take care of something that possibly we could take care of, we're giving them more of a burden because we're expecting them to take care of us when they have needs that they need to take care of. All right, everybody, that ends our episode for today. I hope you were able to get some helpful information to be able to live more naturally. So if you like what I had to say today and you found it beneficial or helpful, please go ahead and share. And if there's anything going on where you need to find a naturopathic doctor or for any reason you need somebody to talk to, please go ahead and call me at 586-405-7618. Or you can find me online at canassist.me. That's C-A-N-N-A-S-S-I-S-T dot M-E. This is Dr. Francis saying, enjoy. Enjoy.